The Hoosiers did it again on Monday with another win over a ranked team on the road, made history in the process as well. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily source for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. want to thank our newest sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. IU women's basketball team for the second straight game came up against a top 25 uh, opponent on the road. This time a, a top 10 Michigan team, top 15 actually, I believe, Michigan team. And for the second game in a row, they come away with a victory. They did it on the defensive end. They did it a little bit on the offensive end as well. And in the process, uh, now have the best start in school history. 18-1 and this season with a 92-83 win on Monday over the Wolverines. This team is as impressive as it gets. Uh, everybody stepped up on Monday, but it, it was the defense that was most impressive. Um, forced the Wolverines into 12 turnovers, 48% from the field, but absolutely dominated the glass. Michigan had just 24 rebounds, five offensive. IU had 41 rebounds, 14 offensive, led to 15 second-chance points, outscored them by 10 on second-chance points alone. It's one of those things. It ended up being a nine-point game. You win the second-chance points by 10, but small things like that that come away with the victory. But it was a lot of things that led Indiana to the win. Grace Berger was phenomenal down the stretch. Slow game throughout. Didn't do a ton. Uh, finished with 10 points. Uh, six assists. Had four fouls, four turnovers. Wasn't her best game, but fourth quarter, eight points, four or five shooting. Had a block. Played all 10 minutes. Was ice cold down the stretch. Mackenzie Holmes got into foul trouble. Exited the game about 90 seconds into the fourth quarter. Michigan went on a bit of a run. I think they got the lead down to six. And Grace Berger said, uh-uh, that's enough. We're done here. Uh, got to the rim, hit the turnaround jumper. Was just ice cold. Ice cold from Grace and absolutely phenomenal from her. Um, she was what Indiana needed her to be at the end of the game. But it was a lot of people that got Indiana to that point. They controlled this game basically throughout. Uh, they trailed for 56 seconds, and they were only tied for 2 minutes and 19 seconds. Led for just shy of 37 minutes in this game. Mackenzie Holmes, her ninth double-double of the season, 25 and 10. We said this was a game that was going to be decided in the post. Holmes versus Kaiser. Holmes uh, goes 9 of 16 points, 25 and 10. Four offensive rebounds. Meanwhile, Kaiser, it was a lot of people that stepped up to really frustrate her throughout the day. Four of 13 from the field. 
It was Mackenzie Holmes. It was Lily Meister, a freshman who came in when Holmes had the foul trouble. She came in and made a number of big plays and held her own against Kaiser in some big moments, especially in that fourth quarter. Had a couple of blocks. Uh, and, I mean, ultimately, Kaiser goes 4 of 13 because of the defense at Holmes, Meister. A lot of people played in this game. There were a lot of people cycling through, but the Hoosiers, as they have all season, just staunch defense. And uh, it was Leah Brown who carried uh, Michigan through this game. Uh, I believe she set a career high with 31 points. Layla uh, Falia had 21, and outside of that, there wasn't a lot going on for the Wolverines. This was the top two defenses in the Big Ten. So IU was is number one. They had 83 points scored on them, eh, but they hung 92 on the second-best defensive team in the Big Ten. So IU will hang its hat on its defense, and Terry Morin said as such after the game, but their offense continues to be kind of the difference between last year's team and this year's team. Six players were in double figures uh, in this one. To go along with Holmes, Sarah Scalia, we'll talk about her in a minute. Grace, we mentioned, Sydney Parrish, Chloe Moore McNeil, Yarden Garzon, all with at least 10 points in this game. So they can just attack you in a number of ways. When Holmes is out in foul trouble, it was Berger, it was Garzon, it was Chloe Moore McNeil getting to the rim. It was the team getting out in transition a little bit. They only had two fast break points, but it was kind of pushing the ball up the court and forcing the defense into mismatches or kind of those secondary fast break type of things that um, this team is is so good in just a a number of different ways that they – it's what makes them difficult is there's just a number of ways that they can beat you. And as we said, the the rebounding probably one of the biggest factors in this game. Um, Defensive possessions – have to we we talk a lot about defense just kind of man-to-man zone just forcing misses and stuff like that you have to get the rebound to finish off a defensive possession indiana did that on monday held them to five offensive rebounds just five second chance points win the rebounding battle by 17 uh almost doubled them up or excuse me almost tripled them up in offensive rebounds 14 to 5 so all around an impressive display from Indiana. The 18 and one start, as I said, best in program history. They're now tied atop the Big Ten. Ohio State lost on Monday. We'll talk about that toward the end of the show. Sets up a, an even bigger game on Thursday. But ultimately, the Hoosiers come away with a big win again in a hostile environment. Impressive. This team just impressive every step of the way. We'll talk about some of the individuals, uh, dive in a little bit more into Sarah Scalia specifically, breaks out of her slump. Uh, Indiana badly needed it, so impressive from her. We'll talk about all those in just a second, but we got to talk about our new sponsor, FanDuel. Super excited for FanDuel, super excited for the NFL playoffs. They are here, and we're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. 
If you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. I use FanDuel all the time. Uh, they're they're downloaded on my phone. They're my go-to source for betting. They always have been. And new customers, if you join today, uh, you can get started with $150 in free bets. That is I that is not me misspeaking. $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you have to do is place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. You can see it right there for those watching on YouTube. There's your link. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money lines to the point spreads to the player props. My favorite uh, are the same game parlays. Who doesn't love a parlay? That's true degeneracy. That's my go-to. Make those same game parlays, whether it's uh, Trace Jackson Davis points, rebounds, assists. Maybe you want to throw in some Jalen Hood Shafino points in there as well. Maybe you think the Hoosiers will will win. Whatever it is, rack them all up. Get some big payouts, especially with how IU is playing right now. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet. Get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports bar. Sports book partner of the NFL. Easier said than done. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On your first listen every single day. Now, make sure that you check out the new Locked On College Basketball podcast as well. It's a lot more fun to listen about college basketball when IU is not awful and they've they've been playing well. So I want to hear more about college basketball. That's why I tune into Locked On College Basketball. They have everything from big name experts insiders coaches players they have it all it's available on youtube and wherever you guys get podcasts let's talk about some of these individuals that were big in the win tonight for indiana we mentioned mckenzie holmes it bears mentioning her again she was plus 15 in 29 minutes tied for team high honors 9 of 16 uh, from the field 7 of 9 from the line 25 points, 10 rebounds, ninth double-double, national player of the year level here. Like she she continues night in and night out to play as well as anybody in the country. Again, she came up against probably the second or th- probably the third best post player outside of her in the Big Ten. It's Holmes, it's Sonano, it's Kaiser. Holmes won this battle definitively. 25 and 10. We mentioned Kaiser's stat line. It it went a huge way. It was all these little things that add up the, that led to the Hoosiers coming away with a win. So the it again, similar to how we discussed with Trace in the last couple of games, how it shouldn't really feel normal for 25 and 10, but that's just a testament to how good Mackenzie Holmes is. Absolutely phenomenal from her. A huge game. You can rely on her no matter home, away, no matter who the opponent is. She's going to have a big game. She did it again on Monday against Michigan. Sarah Scalia, though, she deserves all the praise. She has been mired in a, a shooting slump. Like the definition of mired in a shooting slump. She has really struggled. IU, Terry Moore never lost faith in her. 
kept putting her out there. Obviously, she was the one that came out of the starting lineup when Grace Berger came back. Finally, on Monday, breaks out of that shooting slump with 19 points. It was her first game in double digits since December 18th against Moorhead State. Again, another one of those things, IU needed it. 19 points, 7 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from the field. Played 23 minutes and tied McKenzie with plus 15 honors. It, it was a relief, if anything else, to see her shoot like that. It was the first time she made at least three threes since that UNC game when she was shooting them from the parking lot and burying them. So it was it was needed. It was I, You just felt good watching her finally knock shots down. She was getting the looks, but she couldn't knock them down in games prior, but the, as I said, IU kept the faith in her, kept her out there. Hopefully this will turn things around because that just adds more. Um, it's another dynamic player that the Hoosiers can add if they can get Sarah Scalia in her shooting on a night-to-night basis. Grace Berger, again, uh, phenomenal down the stretch. We've, we've talked ad nauseum about her. Uh, in recent weeks since her return, just what she brings to this IU team. And she brought it again on uh, on Monday. It was the poise down the stretch. It was when Michigan was making their run late. When they cut it to six, their arena starting to get loud. In those games without grace, you get a little bit worried because especially with McKenzie Holmes on the bench in foul trouble, who steps up when you have grace though, she brought the ball down the court, directing offense, kept it, didn't get sped up, got to the rim, finishes at the rim for an and one couple possessions. Maybe the next possession hits a little turnaround jumper late in the game. They're running clock. She weaves her way into the ri- or into the lane again, finishes again as I was kind of running uh, down the shot clock. Phenomenal from her. An understated 10.6 rebounds and or six assists and three rebounds. Uh, she struggled a little bit in the first three quarters. She was everything I needed her to be in the fourth. Sydney Parrish knocked down a trio of three pointers to finish with 12 points. Uh, Yarden Garzon had 10 points on four or five shooting, added five rebounds. Uh, did a little bit of everything, an assist, a block, a steal, played 32 minutes. And Chloe Moore-McNeil, this this role she's in now that um, Grace Berger is back, where she can kind of be this secondary playmaker type, is exactly the role that she excels in. She had seven assists. It's hard to call her a secondary playmaker when, when she has seven assists. But 12.7 assists, four rebounds, two blocks and a steal, played 36 minutes. It's a comfortable role for her. She had a couple of big defensive plays. Both those two blocks were very loud blocks. So uh, just a number of different players stepping up in this one. Uh, We mentioned Lily Meister as well. A team effort, a balanced attack, and it gets the Hoosiers to 18-1. and Sets up some intriguing games uh an intriguing big 10 uh standings now with 
Ohio State's loss to Iowa. We'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at what the standings look like after Monday. And we'll look ahead a little bit to IU's game against Ohio State. We'll do all that here in just a moment. Hats off to Caitlin Clark. The the only reason uh, Mackenzie Holmes isn't running away with the Big Ten Player of the Year uh, trophy is because Caitlin Clark, my word, the Hawkeyes go into Ohio State on Monday. Uh, it started a little bit before the IU game, and Caitlin Clark, phenomenal. Iowa wins 83-72. to because Clark plays all 40 minutes and has a triple-double, 28 points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds. That is against number two Ohio State. She, <laughs> Caitlin Clark, This you want to talk rarefied company. Caitlin Clark and Dwayne Wade are the only women's or men's D1 players with a triple-double versus an AP top two opponent since 1999-2000. Wade obviously did it in the NCAA tournament under. Tom Crean, I'm sure you guys remembered that, but Caitlin Clark, my word, to do this, to do this period is incredible. To do it on the road is elite stuff. Uh, Monica Sonano, we mentioned her. She was great, 11 of 13 with 22 points, but this Iowa team is everything we thought they would be, and this is kind of a big statement for them. It had been IU and Ohio State. At the top, Iowa had gone through some struggles. It almost feels a bit too much. They played a tough schedule, dropped a couple games. Sat. They have four losses on the season, but this make no doubt about it, this was a statement win. It's the first loss for Ohio State. It drops them down to 19-1, 8-1 conference. And now it's a three-way tie atop the Big Ten. Iowa, Ohio State, Indiana, all sitting at 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. The big thing is Thursday. Ohio State and IU play in Bloomington, in Assembly Hall. I'm going to be there. You should be there. Whether you're a student, you get in for free. Whether you're an adult, you get in for $10. This is a chance to see two top 10 teams, two probably top five teams in Ohio State and IU, this is as big of a matchup as Indiana is going to have this season. And especially to this point in the season, it is their biggest game. The winner of this is obviously going to sit atop the Big Ten, at least tied for the lead in Big Ten with Iowa, depending on assuming they don't get upset. Uh, but they will play, they don't play again until Saturday against Nebraska. But Regardless, this is a chance for IU to take a big step forward. This was a, a, a gauntlet stretch that they're on, on the road against Illinois, on the road against Michigan, at home against Ohio State. They passed the first two tests on the road. They're coming home now. There is no reason not to pack Assembly Hall and make that a loud, loud place. They can further their best start in program history. They can move atop the Big Ten. They can take down the number two team in the country, although, I mean, there's an asterisk there because they won't be number two next week already. But still, they can take down the number two team in the country. If IU wins this game, who's to say they're not going to jump up that high in the rankings? Uh, 
obviously Ohio State's going to fall down. I will say, generally speaking, the women's kind of coaches and AP polls are a little bit more sensible. So IU could make a pretty big jump if they cap this off, this stretch off, winning against Michigan on the road, winning at home against Ohio State. It's it's a big game on Thursday, one of the biggest in program history, if we're being honest. So show out, pack Assembly Hall. It's going to be a lot of fun for that one. This is a big week in general for the Big Ten. Maryland will beat Michigan on Thursday as well. We had the two games on Monday that already uh, tossed things into, I don't want to say turmoil, but they mixed things up, certainly. They, Iowa pulls Ohio State back down to uh, the rest of the pack. Maryland is sitting there at 7-2. and two. One of their losses is to Indiana. We just saw Michigan play. That's going to be a big one as well. If Maryland loses that one, there's a bit of a gap between Iowa, Ohio State, and Indiana, and then the rest of the Big Ten. So if Maryland wants to have a say in this, that'll be a big one against Michigan. Things are heating up, and IU still has two games against Iowa left this season as well. So it's heating up. It's getting a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because the Hoosiers kept winning, or keep winning, and they kept winning on Monday. It's a it's a fun time to be an IU basketball fan, not just on the, women, or on the men's side, but the women's side as well. Hell, this women's team is as fun as any IU team I can remember, men's or women's. Again, get out there on Thursday. I'm going to say it repeatedly throughout the week. Get out there on Thursday. Go to the game. It is dirt cheap compared to a men's game, and it's going to be an incredible contest and hopefully an incredible environment in that one. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the IU men's game against Minnesota. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Team experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube, wherever you guys get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Go Hoosiers, indeed. It's going to be a fun week for Indiana basketball. Like I said, both men's and women's. Let's get out there. Let's support them. Appreciate all the support you guys give us. Hope you guys have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, LEO.